Yo, welcome back to the Banana Bus Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Witcher, with my funny-sounding co-host, Luke Viles. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good, mate. It's, it's, it's another week where I'm apologising to the audience for sounding like a lemon. Yeah. Oh. We're, we're getting there. I'm on the mend. It's all good. Yeah, you need you need to take a bit more Lemsip and hopefully you'll be all right. No, I, I've I've had an immunity to Lemsip now. I have to go for stronger stuff. It's day or night nurse. That's it. <laughs> Did, did, that, did that night nurse knock you out or not? Oh, mate. Yeah. Done wonders. Well, I had a great it. sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> no coughing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was exactly. amazing. <laughs> but right. We have a guest. It's not about us today, it's, is it? It's the, it's the week we have a guest. Yeah. How do we introduce this one? Well. There's a few things we could say. So he runs the biggest paintball academy in the UK. Easy. Yeah. Tick off. He does a lot of the live streams for Ainsley at CPS. Boom, yep. tick off. He's very passionate about paintball. Boom, tick off. Um, and I think he's probably up there with hitting one of the most, like he's hit a lot of paintball benchmarks, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. And just to add on, he's got great hair. And I don't know how he he's has not lost all his hair. I know. Stressing at all those teams. Yeah. Honestly, fair play to him because I lost my yeah. hair just running the Monarchs. Let's be honest, you lost your hair at 14. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, it's not we about have, us. We have Mark Blakemore on the podcast. How are you? You're right. I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to come on. Thank it's, you for coming on. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. We have a lot to talk about, but let's start with what you do where you're from and your first experience with paintball it could be anything paintball related but how you first got into the sport so i've been playing paintball since 1987 i had about an eight-year break wow. <laughs> yeah so yeah and that was just we were aware of a site opening up next to my friend's house yeah and so a load of us went had a great time so much so, I uh, started going regular. And 1993, I formed SAD. Oh, is, how, is that how old SAD is, 1993? Yeah, we've kind of got two chapters, 1993 up to 2004. And then the team kind of went into hibernation for a few years. Quite a few of the original guys kept playing, were on different teams. And then in 2013, it was our 20th anniversary of a Jesus. group of us being close mates. So we thought, uh, okay. why not go and play paintball again just for the crack? Yeah, so we yeah. did one event. And we entered CPPS Div 5, came second, you know, bunch <laughs> of old fat blokes and played for you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely murdered loads of youngsters, had a great laugh. <laughs> my son came with us and he said, well, why aren't we going to play again? So... Here we are, like nearly <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah, so the first time you started a SAD, how many how many people was that who started a SAD in the first 14. place? So there's 14 of you. And what were you doing at the time? Where were you playing? Um, effectively, we, we were just a bunch of guys from all over the Midlands who played at various sites. And Tim Taylor had just created the old 10-man leagues. And we thought, yeah, what a great opportunity. Let's yeah. get a team together playing the league. So we put adverts in PGI. There was no internet really back then. <laughs> <laughs> What's PGI? It was the biggest paintball magazine at the time. And it was an old paper magazine. You had to write. Oh, and, okay. You had to send written requests in to place adverts in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
just... I wish I wish we had something like that still. Oh, like mate. Good. I know Marcelo does it with his paintball mag, but you know, like you can't go into a shop and see. Yeah. yeah I, I'm assuming, yeah. was it in a shop you go in yeah, and yeah. see these? It's yeah. Like WH Smith's, you know, to be yeah, in yeah. There every month. <coughs> you know, it was always in the gun section and then they moved it to the sports section. But yeah, it was great. It's a brilliant magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but is... just, just for the, the listeners, what does um, SAD actually stand for? Um, it stood for a number of things over the years. But the, the original name of the team was prior to the leagues. Um, we hadn't got a team. We were just a bunch of drunken mates. Uh, so the one <laughs> night in the pub, we got really, really ratted trying to come up with a name. And we came up with loads. And I mean loads. Some of them I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the later the day went on, you know, the more drunk we got, the more ridiculous the names got. And in the end, the barmaid came over, wanted to know what we're all laughing at. Um, we told her we're forming a paintball team and we wanted a name she goes well that's really sad and we'll just put <laughs> ourselves laughing <laughs> so said, it is then <laughs> the challenge for the first few years was when someone asked what it stood for you had to use it as an acronym yeah and make something up on the spot and I'm that became so... like an ongoing team t- you know, a challenge and we've had hundreds over the years yeah yeah <laughs> and when we came back we saw that there was like regional allegiances and we okay. thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could make, well, <clears throat> I was born in Coven, which is a borough in South Staffordshire. Yeah, and when you see all the signage of the towns and villages around Staffordshire, it's in the district of. So we thought, well, Staffordshire and District Paintball Club, wouldn't that be so? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. That's what it stands for then. Oh, yeah, district. That is good. Wait, so what's the second one? Staffordshire and, was it? District. Uh, and okay. district. Oh, that's right then. Um, Even the club motto, that's sad as well, because it's Stabilis Amicus Decorum. It's what? It's Stabilis, which means we're stable, we've been around a long time, we're solid and dependable. Amicus, friendly and welcoming. And decorum. In terms of the sport, we try to play it the way it should be. Ah. Okay. Ah. Hmm, that's all right. I didn't. Yeah, I never. Knew yeah, that. I never heard that. <laughs> that is that. That should be put on your jerseys or something. It is like on it. the jerseys. Oh, it is. I, I, you know what? When I said it first of all, I thought I tell you what. I bet it is. Where is it on the jersey? Right. So when you look at the jersey and you see the crest, yes, yep, under the the sad crest. But when you look on the arms, and if you look on any of our casual wear, <clears> it's printed quite subtly on most of our. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's oh, cool. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's like little Easter egg on the on the sad. On the sad apparel. Oh, I like it. I like that. On the marker, though. <laughs> I don't. The, the Easter egg we've got on our sad custom CS2s. That's the best of all. Oh, see, right. I haven't had. A, I haven't had. We're, jump, we're jumping ahead, but I did want to hit this. Let's let's start this from the beginning. How? Okay. How long have you? So you're. This is the first season with the sad custom CS2s, correct? Or was it last yeah. season? This season. The, we we've moved over to Planet Eclipse for. The previous season. Yes. We've been in discussion with Leds for quite a long time. So I've known Ledsy a long time. Yeah. Uh, so it was good for us to finally link back up with Leds and Eclipse. Then we've agreed a program that over the next three years will slowly evolve into a total Eclipse organization. That's cool. Nice. So that is o- cool. Over the last 18 months, we've seen 45 new markers come into the club. And exclusively, all of the first team shoot CS2 pros. Yes. Um, oh, okay. 
we had the opportunity through Leds and Tom to have a custom marker made. We thought, well, we'd like one, but we want one that keeps its resale value. Yeah. So the design we came up with is absolutely mint. Yeah, yeah, they, no, they look cool. It looks they look really yeah. cool. So the, the the Easter egg is the little orange triangle with the number ninety three in it. Where is that on the gun? It's just behind the back block. I I I've seen this. I didn't know it had a ninety three in it. I've seen the orange triangle, but what's the ninety three mean? It's the year, the the year like, yeah. Pardon. The, the year we were formed as a club. Oh. Come on, oh, okay, Sean. yeah, yeah. Rewind sorry, back sorry. to this. <laughs> yeah, you you can see the little cogs going in his yeah. head. So, when should it five minutes ago? Oh, <laughs> that's mint. That's that is it. Sick. Yeah, 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 I like that. I, I like also how you went, how you kept in mind that you that people are going to want to resell the CS2s if they get an, a new one or something like that. That's good. Yeah. That is really nice because you don't want to. Because I might, I haven't seen it for a while. Is it? It's blue and is it like a dark purple? Um. The, the stock model, some of the club members go on and customise them further, but the stock model is just, it's a tessellation of blue and silver triangles. Yes. And it matches the design on our playing trousers and jerseys. Yeah, okay, okay like the GI, yeah, okay. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, that's oh, that's cool. nice. So what, that's so people cool. could customise their guns further if they wanted to? It wasn't just like a standard, this is the gun you're going to have, that's it? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the guys have gone for orange highlights to match the orange smiley, which is synonymous with sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair play. I like that, it. Uh, that is good. I like I, that. I, yeah. I, I want a custom mark, I really do, but I don't... I... Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you play for Sad next year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll get one then. Nice now, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> how um, oh. how did all the teams get on this year? Um, we, I think with the ex, we've we've run throughout the season <clears throat> nine teams, eight through CPPS, and we've run a woodland team. Okay. Uh, whilst the Woodland team haven't really secured any honours, they've earned a hell of a lot of respect in the Woodland community. Yeah. yeah. And the last event they played at, um, a player dropped out at short notice. But rather than pull out the event, the guys all agreed they'd attend the event and play with just four players. So they played the entire event with four players and didn't finish last. That's good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That That's is good. really good. <laughs> what well, um are they do these players also play in the CPS? Like is it your some, some do. What we're trying, we're trying to develop the woodland side of the club to accommodate, if you like, creating a bridge between walk-on players, bring them into competitive woods ball, then in- introducing them to other aspects of the sport. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. a nice little ladder you got going there. No, I do like that. Yeah, but what, um, pretty much unanimously, what we find <coughs> is they, they cross that bridge, they start playing competitively, they come to a good yeah. training day, they get the adrenaline of CPPS or Super Bowl, and they don't want to go back to the woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you got to start all over again. <laughs> yeah, so Neil, who runs our woodland team, big shout out to Neil. He does a tremendous job. Every year he brings another six or seven players in, but we're constantly trying to maintain that you know pool of players that are dedicated to woods ball. I was, yeah, I, so. was I was going to say because I would have thought like a lot of a lot of teams have disappeared since the coronavirus hit. But you guys have just seemed to get stronger, if anything. Like, well, on paper, well, we have. You know, our current club membership, we just sat at 80 players. We've got 
that's around about twelve or fourteen. We well, we don't do trials as such. We've always prided ourselves on being an inclusive club. Where our yeah. core is to promote and encourage people to participate in paintball. So just by the very nature of having a trial, it makes it a little bit exclusive. So uh, yeah. we've said anyone, and to this date it still stands, anyone who's come to us and said, can we, can we have a go? Yes. If you want to have a go at playing, come along. We'll accommodate you. And thanks to the structure we've got in place and the help that I have running the club, we can accommodate anyone in the club, which is that's, great. That's really good. That's, that's really good. So, what is... Sorry, Sean. You, I was going to say, so if... Oh, we've got a bit of feedback going there. Can anyone hear that feedback? I oh, know we're good. Yeah, um, we're good. If, uh, so you've got a brand new player that came yeah. in and said they want to play at the CPS. What yep. sort of, are you going to have a look at their playing style, how they play, and then you're going to pop them into a different team? Or would you start them out in your lower divisional, your lowest divisional team? So we, we've done both and we've done both with mixed you know, success. What we found over the years is to have a more flexible approach. But when we, when you can imagine, because we've got such a large club, it's managing the expectations of all those players as well. So we find yeah. anyone brand new coming into the sport and they join the club, we say, well, come along for eight weeks and see how you get on. Yeah, That gives us an opportunity to get to know them. They get an opportunity to get to know the club. We have only one rule in the club. Don't be a dick. Yeah, nice. yeah, like it. Let's let's keep it nice and simple. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, Celebrate the one thing we all have in common. We love paintball. That's why we all do the things we do, and that build right. from that. And that's pretty much the mantra across the club. Doesn't work with everyone, but what we have found is as we get to know players, we can say, well, yeah, you you're brand new. It's going to take us around this time to get you up to a level where you can play comfortably, consciously to a good competitive standard. And across the CPPS, we've got a really broad spectrum of playing abilities. So it's yeah. really good for us because our Academy Blue team is for new players over the age of 18. And we put them in breakout. Yeah. Uh, but if we see that breakout, that they're absolutely starting to dominate players, they're, dom they're having a really, really massive impact on the team's performance, if we pulled them out, that could have a negative impact on that squad for the year because they, they could nosedive. So yeah. what we then need to do is say, well, stay on that squad, but if an opportunity comes up to jump into a Div 5 team throughout the year, we'll bump you up, but you stay with that core squad for the year. Okay, like a like a trial round, as it were, with that yeah. Divisional 5 to see how they get on. But we've done that this year right across every layer of the club. You know, we've had two experienced guys come in uh, returning to paintball and we said right anyone coming back from a time off starting our div five squad which is where myself and most of the original sad players now find ourselves so we we can shoot a little bit you know our yeah. comms are okay you know we are relatively solid okay we're slow <laughs> we're a lot bigger than most of the athletic guys out there but we can still shoot and we communicate well so when we when we put a couple of young players in with us in division five we're very competitive. You know, we, we get the youngsters to do all the running. Right? Yeah, exactly. As, yep. as much as we can. Yeah. You know? And we find that we get to know those players a little bit better. Then we accelerate them through into our race teams. And we've had one player come through this year. He started in Div 5. He finished the year in Div 1. Is that um, 
Is that Chris? Name them. Um, so, Josh Rigby. Josh has got some previous playing experience. So, he threw, played around round of Div 5, Div 4, Div 3, and Div 1. And nice. then we've got Matty Brightmore. Matty Brightmore is an exceptional young player. Yeah. A product of our academy from back in 2016. Um, since he's been back with us, he's not been off the podium. You know, he captained the academy squad last year. Um, this year, he's captained our Div 4 team, our race development squad, SAD RDS. And they've had a string of podiums. In fact, they went first, second, first, second, first. <laughs> and and nice. they, they won Div 4 comfortably. Uh, so, and so now Matt is going to find himself right at the top end of the club for this coming season. Yeah. And he, he finished playing on Div 1 as well at the end of the year. Uh, and we can look right through the club. We found when we hold players back, if they've got that ambition to progress and we don't we don't have that honest dialogue. One, we're not serving our team, you know, because as a team, we, with the resources we have, we should always be looking for that combination of players. That's the perfect combination for a layout. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know any other sports team that wouldn't use their full resources when they're entering a competition. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and I know this is going to cause some controversy amongst some teams out there because there could be a situation where I've got ex-Div 1 players playing down in Div 4. And it's when I look across this, the hierarchy in terms of playing commitment and experience and potential, then they may be down the bottom end of the scale when I'm looking at other younger players who haven't yet reached their potential. Yeah. So my, my role within the club is to ensure that everyone gets fair opportunity to progress. And it's not just down based on, well, you've played in Div 1 for five years, so it's a shoo-in. No, these are the expectations we have of our players who want to compete at that level. Yeah. And when you've got 80 odd players to choose from, I, <laughs> you ask me, and this is a really long-winded answer, how That's do great. I think this year's gone? Across the board, 20 podiums in all events. I think that's a successful year. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, runners up in breakout, Division 4 winners, podiums in all of the divisions in CPPS that we've competed in. Yeah. yeah. I'd say they're pretty successful. But yeah, finishing yeah. fifth, our first team finishing fifth in Div 1, disappointing. And Ooh, I speak on gonna, behalf of all players. You're going to put down like that? <laughs> Anyone who knows me in the club will tell you I don't help flower it up. The last round I was in the pits with the guys and I went through such an emotional roller coaster. I mean, again, big shout out to Luke Williams and the work he's doing with Bristol Badgers. I think they're a brilliant team. Yeah. 100%. How can we go out with our first team and hand Luke and his, his colleagues their backsides in three events and then find yeah. ourselves down in fifth place? Yeah. How can we beat Baggers 5-1 and it was almost a non-event and then we find ourselves getting turned over by every other event? There's something we're not doing and we started to pick up on that towards the end of the season. As I said, if we can see we've got greater potential, yeah, then we've got to be prepared to change things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so no, definitely. We are definitely making changes. I think... We've set the benchmark of where we want to be in terms of performance. Uh, we don't just want to win 
two or three divisions next year. We want to be competitive across all divisions. Yeah, pushed it. But we want to see the first team. We want to see the first team genuinely competing. Yeah. Uh, do you, when it comes to the first team um, and it comes to the players that you have on that team, will you go out looking for other players or do you feel comfortable enough with the amount of people within SAD that you can always have a solid Div 1 team? I, I'm confident in the structure we've put in the club, both from a playing perspective and the support perspective, that we've got a structure that will eventually give us a team that will be able to compete at the highest level in the UK. Yeah. What do you do? You have a time scale when you think you're going to get to elite? Can, can you tell me what the weather's going to be tomorrow? <laughs> uh, yes, I can. But over the weather, man. No, but do you know what I mean. Like not when you know, but like, have you obviously got to push each year? Are you ready to make the jump once your team gets there? You're happy so, to do so. There's, there's two sides to it, isn't there? There's one thing getting into elite, and there's many different routes to getting into elite. And when we look across the elite division, there are teams that have earned the right to get in there directly by winning yeah. promotion from Div 1 and have stayed there. Skirmish Army, brilliant example, as our Stoke Quest. Yeah. Not, not but, anymore, though. Skirmish no, well, Army. You have to stab that one in then, didn't you? (laughs) They're a good bunch of guys. And wherever they find themselves, I'm sure they'll be an asset onto the teams that they're representing next season. Yeah. 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 But there are also teams that have taken the opportunity to take a spot when one was vacated. And then over time, London Attrition, brilliant example, that they come in, raised a few eyebrows that they'd gone straight in but they've just gone from strength to strength yeah. and they are a real force now in the elite division. And so they should be. They've got a roster that's stacked with talent. Yeah, of course. Exactly stacked right. with talent. The SAD UK beat 4-2 legitimately earlier this year. And the that was went on to win elite. <laughs> that was, wasn't that round one, I think, or round two? It, it was it was one of those. Yeah. Uh, so they filled in for like... Uh, Nine Ninjas is round one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was round it was, one, wasn't it? It, yeah. was the, it was our opening match of the day. Yeah, and I remember it. Yeah, and the guys were absolutely buzzing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah as, as they should, as be. they should. Yeah. They beat yeah, a team definitely. which is on paper one of the strongest in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and this is part of the frustration, right? and I know all the guys who played on our Div One squad this year. They share that frustration. How come they can really turn teams over that, on paper, we should have had no right to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but I guess, I guess it's that's not really what you should be asking. You got to be looking for like the consistency. Everyone can have a, everyone can have a good game and a bad game. That's you got to look for the consistency because at the end of the day, there's been times where we've been at training, we've beaten fifteens, but we know we're not a consistency. We're not a team consistency beating the fifteens. It, I think the, the big positive points that's come out this season is the attitude of all of our teams. Good. Yeah. And again, I'll come back to the Bristol Badgers back match at the last round. You know, the guys are 3 0 down and they're on the verge of being mercied. And I had a chat with them in the pits and she says, Guys, come on, just focus. Why are we letting them do this down to one side and we've been absolutely hammered for it? Let's just make a simple change. Yeah, yeah. This is your job. Let's do this and let's go again. And we took the next four points and took the match. Yeah. 
And that, yeah, sometimes there's need you need someone else to open your eyes, don't you? And be like, oh yeah, that is what we need to do. <laughs> but, but all the players buy into that, you know, and yeah. they're all good at picking each other up. So for them, it's not very often you see the heads go down. Yeah, no, then that's, that's good. That's what you want to avoid anyway. Is it doesn't matter how many points you're down, you can always turn it around. Hmm. This if there's time on the clock, you still got time to pull those points back. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, definitely. What well, up? Uh, um. Like a, like a sponsor question here. Okay. So your Div 1 team. Yes. Uh, do they have the same sponsors and backing as your breakout team would? Up until this season, yes. Okay. So the sponsorship we get and the support we get from across the industry, it's not altered or diluted in any way, shape, or form, regardless of where you sit in the club, you get exactly the same benefits as any other club member. Mm-hmm. For 2022, we I don't know if you're aware, but we're doing something a little bit different for our academy. Right, so what's that? The, the academy class of 22 will be a completely internally sponsored team. So as a club, we're going to raise funds and cover the costs for eight youngsters aged 12 to 16 I've seen this. To, be, to be trained, and supported by myself and some of the senior members of the club for a full competitive season through in the CPPS breakout division. So we've That's put, so good. We've put a number of adverts out across social media, across paintball, and across our local villages around South Staffordshire, asking for youngsters who are interested to step forward. We're putting together a, a selection protocol, um, dealing with youngsters, you know, that between in that age range, we've got to have everything formally documented. Yeah. But we're going to get eight sets of playing kit. We're going to get six marker setups, and we will cover all costs associated with it. A year of competing in the CPPS and training in pre-season and training prior to the events. And it will cost these youngsters nothing. How are you going to get that money? Where's that going to be coming from? You said like raising money and fundraisers. What is that within the paintball world? It will be. Um, back in 1999, I ran a charity event called Shoot the Rainbow, um, inspired by another night in the pub with some paintball mates. So <laughs> seems to be a seems to have a starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to give something back? You know, back in 99, we were really having a great time. We were playing in Europe regularly got a great bunch of friends we were actually doing well we were we were podium in regularly and we we're having a great time we thought well let's do a charity event so we did a charity event and it was 24 teams from all over the uk came along and we gave quite a bit of money to local charities we repeated that a couple of years later up at Wrexham, and i think I've, I've actually done it three times so in february and we're just getting the posters done for social media now CPPS will be supporting us and allowing us to host a race to three event, which right. will be used as a fundraiser. A lot of sad members are giving up their time to marshal the event. So quite a lot of the OG guys, we used to go around and marshal a lot of events. So I've actually marshaled Millenniums, I've marshaled the Zap International out in Germany. So within the club, we've got a lot of experience. Yeah. So we're going to put a shoot the rainbow one. All profits will be put aside to support the academy. And in parallel, we're starting to gather paintball memorabilia. So 
I've got a load. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. I've got a load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we did a, um, a fundraiser for young Jamie Elwood a couple of years ago. Yeah, I've seen this. And we raised quite a bit of money on the jerseys. And one thing that surprised me is one of my old jerseys raised 60 quid, well, 65 pound. And I was blown away. Who wants to pay 65 pound for this? Old <laughs> but they did. And I thought, well, you know what? As much as I like having a collection of jerseys that trace the second chapter of SAD, I don't wear them all. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'd ever put them up on the wall. And I thought, well, if, even if, you know, I think I've got about 20. So they're all being photographed. They're going to go up for auction. And between now and the Shoot the Rainbow events, we're going to have them online being auctioned off and all that money as well. We will go to support the Academy team. We, we, That's cool. We, and we take a lot of money in club membership as well. So yeah. that's, what, that's club, what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So as a club, with you know help and support from some of our sponsors and us putting a fundraising event on, we will raise the money. Yeah. We hope it becomes an annual thing that each year we can bring another eight brand new youngsters in and give them a kickstart into paintball. Yeah. So and roll in we, each year. That'd be good. Well, we've just decided at our recent club management meeting that. Whilst this is a great opportunity for eight youngsters to have a year of free paintball, what, what could make it even better? So we've agreed that at our 22 awards, the Academy Player of the Year will be gifted his marker. Oh. So personal, all the personal playing kit, the plain trousers, jersey, goggles, pack, every player who gets on the programme will have their own individual personal kit. But the markers, and we've been practical, it's not practical for us to buy eight yeah, of course. full marker setups. So we, we'll buy six, so we've always got to work in spare, and they will be provided when they're needed at events and training events, and then they'll be taken away and checked by someone in the team. So they're always available for the property of the club. Yeah, 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 of course. And at the end of the season, the Academy Player of the Year will not only get to keep the marker setup, but providing they stay with the club, They'll enjoy their next season with all their competitive costs being met. That's okay, cool. that's no, that is cool. You mentioned that's... club men- memberships. What's yes. what's what's that look like? Is that uh, so every player has to pay like an annual fee or? Yes, well, it's we've had massive debates over this, and again, because we're in the process of becoming a, a registered community association sports club. All of our internal processes have been documented over the last couple of years. Uh, we've got an official club constitution, a code of conduct, membership forms. And so our membership for new players coming in, if you're an adult over, you know, over the age of 18, it's £120 and £10 a month. All right, OK. And so 260 quid? Uh, £240. Yeah. 40, yeah, sorry, yeah, 40. But you get a lot for this. That's yeah, what I've got to say, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's actually say, that, like, what do you get back from that? a pretty decent price. Yeah, so we either refund or pay for UKPSF membership for all of our members. Okay. Yeah, so if, if they're already an existing member, we discount the membership by the relative amount. And each the end of each calendar year... We offer existing members a discount if they pay their membership in full. So if they right. choose to pay in full in January, they'll get a discount off their membership cost. 
But in, in the first year of membership, it's £120 because that covers your jersey or cover your, your ID card when CPPS issue them. The club will pay for those. We'll pay for the UK PSF membership. You know, so they get a lot in return. Though. Yeah. And they also get access to the club support programme. Okay, so for the £240, you get the discount or paid for the US I can't ever say what it is. Federation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a jersey for that, correct? Yes, that's so right. What, and then what about, because obviously that's not £240 of money, is it? worth? Of- no, it isn't. So the, the club club provides pots. So any any team, all team captains at the start of the year are issued a bag of pots. You know, shout out to Fatboy, best pods out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... We tend to buy in the region of 300, 350 pots every year. You know, mm-hmm. Seems a lot, but when you're running 10 teams... Yeah, yeah. yeah. trampled on and <laughs> yeah. springs brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We know the I, yeah. I can't remember how many pods we've gone through. I, I dread to think. <laughs> yeah, every year. I mean, it's got better over recent years, but every year we used to have this thing called Podgate where I get really wound up because <laughs> we end the season with far less than we started with. <laughs> Right, let's put the membership up so we can start to cover the cost of replacing pots. Okay. You know, the last thing you want to do is to find out you're at an event and you've not got enough pots and you've run around trying to scrounge pots. Yeah. I mean, at the recent Sad Cup, we had enough pots there for eight teams. <laughs> so we've, we've got plenty, but every yeah. year we'll buy more. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things... You never have too much anyway, can you? No. So, so batteries and... You know, batterystation.co.uk for all your battery needs. They're brilliant. The the guy who owns a company has played paintball a few times, so he's an avid supporter of the support. You know, so shout out to Jamie at Battery Station. Yes. We, we buy because batteries that... more. You know, so I tend to buy AA batteries a thousand at a time. Jesus. Yeah, but that, you'd be surprised how quickly they yeah, get handed out when you've got 10 teams. You know, so I hand out a brick of batteries two or three times a year to the, each team captain. And we get everyone into this habit. You turn up at an event, first thing you do is grab a you know, stick of batteries, change your batteries in your loader, change your batteries in your marker. Yeah. The old ones, you put, oh, yes. them out, put them in a Tupperware box and we give them to the academy guys and the five guys. You know, if, if your gun goes down in a, a straight-up five-man game, all right, it's not the best, but it's not the end of the world. And you generally yeah, got yeah. about 20, 25 minutes to change the batteries. Yeah. In a race match, it, mm, it could be a bit frustrating. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what what we're saying, you cover everything that a player would need technically, like down to the finer we, details of like batteries and stuff. Yeah, we, we take a lot of the niggles away. <laughs> so we, we also have overheads because, you know, running the club as well, you know, we've got a website which seems to be going out of fashion, but every year we invest in it. Yeah. And we have a couple of paid roles within the club as well, where we cover certain individuals' expenses because of the roles they provide to the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's, that's good. It's sad, really. Good. It's, it's good. It's, it's, it's well organised. Like, it's, it's not just the, the run-of-the-mill team. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Is this your full-time job? Um, if you speak to Dawn, my wife, she'll say no, because there's still some decorating to be done around the house. And I've got a <laughs> 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 you know, 
go on the patio and my son and daughter keep calling me to do work on their houses for them. But <laughs> I'm allowed to put more time into the club now because I retired back in April. No, that's good. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Focuses the club. Yeah. yeah club and it's nice to wake up in the morning and do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, definitely. Do you do you guys go up to uh, big games as well? We have done. And in fact, I, um, Jimmy Frenchman and Tim Taylor a couple of years ago invited me to be one of the generals at North v South. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I had an absolute blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they really made my day because they let me be one of the generals. I was a, a drug baron. And <laughs> I was the one all the factions had to find to exchange whatever they'd found on the field for intelligence. It was great because... And the remit I was given, it said, well, you can play it how you want, but be consistent with everyone. Yeah. And we was. We just had an absolute blast. There was myself and my son, a couple of the sad lads, and about eight of the warp lads. So 14 tournament players doing what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I've never us. shot 200 players in one go. <laughs> 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 absolute mint. Yeah, you guys should get to Mayhem. Mayhem's good. Mayhem is good. That'd be good to see like everyone come out in their jerseys and roll as a big squad, definitely. Yeah. We'd, we've, we've had a dedicated big game jersey made. Okay. And, yeah, it's the much nuts, it really is. And we're trying to get more and more of the club into... You know, what we don't want to do is to make them feel like they've got to have one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. one of the things with the jerseys, we refresh the jersey every year just okay. to keep it current with our sponsor base. But the ruling in the club is, if you're wearing a sad jersey, you're wearing a sad jersey. We're not going to enforce that you have to wear the latest one. It kind of traces your history with the club if you that's when you join and that's what you're still playing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we've got guys who only play like once a year and they play down in the low divisions and they turn up in a jersey that's eight years old. And it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. But, yeah, that's it's good. That but the, really the new big game jersey, it's a purple and blue tiger stripe. It's insane. Oh. <laughs> See, nice. Tiger, tiger Stripe is taking the paintball world by storm now again. Yeah, it's but just, not, blue, not blue and purple. No, definitely not put blue and purple Tiger Stripe, but just Tiger Stripe in general is just like it's such but, an ag look. Yeah. So this, is, this is a tribute back to the set of the 90s. Um, when we played Hyperball in 96... Jed was really big on promoting the sport and it went out to invite to all the teams that this was a very strict no camo event because oh. they got a load, load of press there. So we got into various catalogues and we found this, it was called a midnight camo and it was like three different shades of blue. We thought, oh, that's mint, let's have that. So we had a purpose made by old Stevie Ball and it was brilliant. So we rocked up and played Hyper Ball and we locked it so much that they used to use this in the woods. And we used to steamroll the teams in the woods because all of a sudden you look across the field and we stood out like sore thumbs. You can see all this blue, but <laughs> you can't see through trees. You can't see through bunkers. And when you're crawling, crawling through the undergrowth, you can't be seen. And your eye picks up movement anyway. So yeah. it kind of gave us a psychological edge against loads of teams. But the boost it gave us as players, when you look across the line, you think, oh, Christ, it's still five us in. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. 
talking about like hyperball, would you guys be doing? Yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah. Will you be guy? Will you be putting in a team for like the ECPL, like mechanical league? Um, there's there is growing interest. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be done. No, no, there's growing interest. So with the ten man events over the last few years, we've attended quite a few of them, and um, but with COVID and the reduction in spots yeah. available. Um, this year, we're a little bit slow off the mark. We wanted to get into the ECPL. We were due to play it last season, but again, COVID kind of messed things up. And we just didn't get our name down quick enough, so we missed out. Yeah. I've got a lot of pressure internally from a lot, a lot of the older guys and some of the younger guys who want to play it, you know, especially the hyper ball. Yeah. 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 It's so insane. much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. So you, have, you have to get some CS2 mech frames made up. No, I think I might get a cocker for that. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's like nice. It. Okay, okay. I miss my cocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's um, obviously talking about the future? What what does the future look like for Sad? What what are the goals for next year? So we've already touched on what we want to do with the academy team. Yeah. Um, we say every year with our Div One boys. We want, the, we want the team at the top of the club to really, really push, to break into that upper echelon. Yep. Yeah. Um, because next year will be the 30th competitive year, yeah, um, several of the players in the club, we thought, wouldn't it be nice to mark 30 years? You know, so if we hadn't have had the break, next year would be the 30th year of us competing. Jesus. So, so let's pick three big international events, one to celebrate every 10 years of sad. So we've nailed one. We're going to do the 2020 World Cup. And so far, we've got about 25 players who want to go. Jeez, that's sick. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, but that's going to be a logistical nightmare. So we just <laughs> one of the guys in the club said, right, start working on this now. Yeah. If, if the players are genuine and want to do it, let's get a club savings account set up. And let's start taking £100 a month off everyone. Let's start getting some money in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like I said, we've got 25 names interested in going out there. Um, if we get half of that, I'll be stoked. Um, we're looking at doing a couple of events in Europe as well. We've wanted to go out to do the Mediterranean Cup because Anthrax, one of our biggest supporters, we've been there yeah. for seven years and they really look after us. So Konstantinos, Amber, Prusa, thank you. Yeah, so we'd like to go and do the Med Cup. I mean, who wouldn't want to go and play in Greece? And right, yeah, exactly. And the Anthony relaxing on the beach afterwards. That sounds like awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we preach to the club. And where else would you like to play? So we've got our AGM coming up on the 8th of December. So one of the questions we've asked the club members is, where would you like to play in Europe next year? So, and we'll just pick the third... Pick, well, we'll pick two European events in the World Cup. We want to play more outside of CPPS. That doesn't mean, say, our commitment and focus on CPPS will be watered down. Yeah. And I think we'll be running 10 squads in CPPS next season. <clears throat> yeah, but we want to look, we want to go back and start playing skirmish. We've got a really good history at skirmish, great site. Um, but we also want to go and play some other events as well. Yeah. Good, one thing for sure, it's going to be a packed calendar. Jeez. Yeah, definitely. And Jeez. yeah, I was about to say, you're going to have a big headache all year next year. <laughs> sorting all that out. I'm really... When I retired from work, I kind of thought, well, 
I, I had a brilliant job and I had a great team of people around me that enabled me to have what I thought was an easy job. And I took everything I've learned in building my professional team and said, how can I use this to make the club better and easier yeah. to run? Because if it's easier to do, then you're more, more likely to do it and do more. So there's, there's 14 of us behind the scenes that contribute to SAD as an entity. Yeah, and it's tapping into some people's professional skills. I mean, our treasurer, it's a skill he uses in his professional life. No, it's good. It's good. Definitely. I like I've, it. I've got, I've got two more questions, and then I've got my true or false. <laughs> but well, number one, a bit of a serious question. Do you get a lot of issues with people leaving the club and going to different teams? Do you get... Uh, I guess shafted a lot in that way because like, you must experience it a lot with having a lot of teams. Yes and no. Yeah, so I suppose we could go back to oh Christ, late early two thousands. Uh, I was quite a lot younger then, and equally as passionate about sad. And um, we've always had a history of developing young players, and around that time the UK industry started to coalesce around the idea of creating a super team. And this super team was created. It was kind of a, a nexus of coming together of all the teams uh, in the UK. <laughs> See what you did and, there. <laughs> and quite a few of our young players went along to the trials. And they were good. Yeah. In fact, they were very good. And three of them were invited to train with them in the nexus second team. And when I, when I got the news, I was devastated. We'd spent two or three years developing these kids. And they're great kids. I mean, when some, a couple of them still play on the circuit, and I won't embarrass them by mentioning their names, but <laughs> you know, they were great kids. But when yeah. they rang me and told me, I felt like I'd had my arm pulled up. I was like, wow. So now we go back to square one. We've got to bring some more youngsters through. And, and it was like, but then when the dust settled, you think, you know what? In a way, this is a massive compliment on what we're doing as a bunch of yeah. old boys. You know, we're bringing youngsters through and we're bringing them through and developing them to a point where other teams, they're good enough for them to move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they're staying in paintball. I suppose yeah. the question is, what kind of carnage does it cause when players leave a trail of destruction behind them when they go? Right. And I think this all comes down to integrity. You know, we encourage everyone to be open. You know, yeah. we, encourage, we encourage players. Um, we recognise that if, if we didn't move players around when they had demonstrated their commitments and had the ability and potential, when you see the ambition, if you don't recognise it and work with them, they're going to go anyway. Yeah. yeah so we've had a... We, I think, think of a situation... It's probably happened with us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, um, isn't it? You're, so, you're yeah. such a large... Yeah. So one of the things I've always done is always reached out to the players afterwards and asked, could we have done anything different? You know, what, why, are you, why are you leaving? You know, and you know, try and understand some of the decision-making process behind it. Yeah. You know, quite a few players have left us over the years to play on elite squads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. In the main, they've been up front and said, look, just letting you know. Um, I think one of the high-profile ones was Ben Shawcross. You know, ben Shawcross, a few years ago, he attended a disruption training day 
and he was offered the spot and he was offered the opportunity to go and play where they were then at NXL Pro. Uh, Millennium Pro, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and he took it. And Ben, I mean, thoroughly nice guy, deserved his shot. And it was, okay, so now we have to look back into the club and find someone else to bring up to take his spot. Yeah. But we've had players that have been less than honest about their intentions. And right. I don't think they realise the, the carnage it causes behind the scenes. When someone tells you, look, at the end of the season, I'm going to... I'm thinking about doing this because my friend is forming a team and this is the guy I started playing with and I know all the guys on the site. We've had that a couple of times. He said, well, you, thanks for it. Best of luck. If we can help you in any way, let us know. Yeah. And then we've had others where we we don't see eye to eye, no matter how we slice and dice it. So it's just learning from it and accepting the fact that people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 And hopefully most people operate with a high degree of integrity. And I think at the end of the day, you can tell the ones who are most passionate about the sport because eventually it all comes back to, look, we've all got this in common. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Serious question. When are we going to get the banana bus logo on the back of the jersey? Oh, 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 oh. I, we haven't asked this question yet. Smell of wager coming on. I think we think we need a bet. If you lose the bet, we're on the jersey, you know, like, we'll be like but like, they're just many, right on the back. Viewers, how many viewers do you regularly get or listeners to the podcast? What's your what, current per episode? Yeah, uh, you're looking to 100 to 200, something like that. Okay, when you get a thousand. <laughs> oh, we just done a stay. Right, uh, uh, ten to twenty per view per episode. <laughs> so when we get a hundred, right? Yeah, but what's that about? Right? <laughs> go on, go on. So we're gonna say, go on. No, seriously. Yep. When you get to, if you, if you're running currently ten to twenty list, listeners, I think you're getting far more than that. <laughs> no, it is. It is. No, honestly, it's hundred. Yeah, average about hundred to two hundred per. Per one. Okay. So if you get up to a thousand, we'll put banana bus logo on the jerseys. Now, right, we need to clear this, right? Yeah. Are we saying I need we need a thousand on one episode or consistency over five? Well, let, let's let's go for one. For one? Oh, oh bet. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, seriously, because if you get a thousand listeners on one episode, your average is going to go up through the roof anyway. Yeah, of course. All right, okay, challenge right, accepted. Yeah, that's easy. You wait for this one to come out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be wait. posting it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon uh, is going to be in for You still have to share this, Martin, all right? And all 80 of your players, okay? <laughs> oh, every, every sad player that I see now, I'm going to be like, did you listen to the podcast? If yeah, you didn't, yeah. go and listen to it. There's a wager and you need to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't share it, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. I'll cry. <laughs> I'll just cry. If you get over 2,000 before next September... Get a tattoo on your ass of it. No, I'll, I'll give you an invite to Sad Cup and our awards evening. Oh! Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That's for you, Sean. Plus a tattoo, right? I've got, I've got no room. <laughs> That's right. We'll make some. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's Sean's turn to go to Sad Cup and the awards <laughs> and let Leds tear him to pieces all night. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, it was really good. 
I it was. I wanted to touch on this before we get into the truthful dare. Uh, truthful dare. Oh god, Ooh. it's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Truthful false. The the award ceremony was mind blowing. I have to say, it was not what I expected at all. It blew all my expectations. I thought I'd see. I thought you know I looked dapper, and then I walked in and everyone was in black suits, and. <laughs> I stood out like a sore thumb, but it was an amazing night. Um, yeah, congratulations! Like, I just want to give you a little, little yeah. round of applause because, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we have you heard the last week's episode? No, it, yeah, it came out uh, last Wednesday, but we we covered it on there. We went through everything that went that Luke explained to me everything that went on on the evening, and it does sound proper and a very well organized event as well. It was right dead fancy. Right dead fancy. <laughs> I, I think I inadvertently pissed Ains off when I was up in the commentating booth at, at Sad Cup. Yeah. We, we touched on the, the cup and I just said, look, it's the one event that's on the calendar that everyone in the club genuinely looks forward to all year. And, <laughs> and it's not because it, you, know, you wake up in the morning, you go and play paintball with all, all your mates and it's just all sad people past, present and future, but then on the night, you, we all go out and have a really good night. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was, it was so brilliant. good. It was no, so that good. is good. How long have you been doing those for? Um, this was the third one we've done. Third one, nice. Yeah, the, the previously we did 2018, 2019, but COVID stopped last year. Of course, yeah, as it did everything else. Yeah, but we were determined this year we were going to put it in a really decent venue. Yeah, nice. I, I I've just got the invite from for next year, so thank you. Um, I've just opened it up. I've RSVP'd. Um, I've just ordered the suit as well. It's <laughs> wild for those little suits to get made, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the umpa lumpers are hard at work right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, once, Santa, once Santa's elves finish Christmas <laughs> yeah, yeah they got to go and visit job, visit job. <laughs> right anyway right, we're on to the false. most serious part of the whole podcast yes and I haven't used my app oh can't do that because I would have shown you the answers then I haven't <laughs> used the app this time this is the oh, second oh, time I've been actually revised yeah so as you may know nothing paintball related at all okay so Luke are you on the counters I am the counterman. Right. Some cats are actually allergic to humans. True or false? True. Oh, number one, correct. He was straight in there. He was Confident. in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no lifelines used in that one. One for one. One for one. Hey, no paintball team. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a paintball reference there. Tony Hawk was a world-class BMX rider. Ooh. Was he or was he a skateboarder? I don't know. He was a skateboarder. So you answer in true or false? Um, false. Oh, he's right. I thought I had him. It's because I, no. I smiled. No, it wasn't because you <laughs> smiled. Sean, you never smile. <laughs> don't talk rubbish. Right. OMG, as in, oh my God, usage can be traced back to 1917 true correct he's on it he's on it he's he's 
He's on fire. It's a fire. Astronauts have to weigh more than 12.5 stone. False. Oh, that's, I made that one up. I thought you <laughs> that was such a weird question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I could have got in. Four for four. The majority of your brain is fat. False. It's true. Yes. Oh. <laughs> right. Four for five. There was a successful Tinder hookup in Antarctica. Well, that'd be weird. True. Uh, so, so why don't you say false? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> right. Six for five. New York was briefly named New Orange. New Orange. False. It's true. When was that? I don't know when, but it says it's true. Oh, mate, you cannot do that. You I, can. to... I can. I can, and I will. And I did. Leave me alone. Right. Your eyelid is the dirtiest part of your body. False. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Made that one up as well. <laughs> right, well, hold, hold on, hold on. The counter guy's lost it's count. Too, too wrong. Uh, yeah, so we're on eight. He's got six. There is a fruit that tastes like chocolate pudding. True. Oh, how'd you get that? <laughs> what I fruit love, is it? Though, I don't know. I love chocolate pudding fruit i love to what? try that though. oh mate you're gonna you're gonna have to involve these no 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 look listen <laughs> this is my part of the show keep your hands out of it all right <laughs> the hottest temperature ever recorded on earth was two billion degrees kelvin Ooh, true false <laughs> Jordan, right, sir. true or false or one that's true. Damn it. Yeah, he's right. Oh, so only two wrong. So eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Right. Where do you think you sit? Oh, oh. top third. You're second place. That's not bad. Joint. Uh, this shows that I need to make my questions a little bit harder <laughs> with Paul Taff, Leds, Aunt Perry, and Ames. Have we got that many people in second place? Yes, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six people in second place. <laughs> <laughs> need, but no one yet. Oh, and Jamie Beadle. <laughs> no one yet. No, Jamie. No, sorry. Jamie's got uh, nine out of ten. He's joined first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. But no one has got ten out of ten yet. So it shows that some of my questions. So, Sean, how long have you been doing the questions beforehand? Is this the second or third time? What do you mean? Writing so, the questions out. Writing the questions out before the show, because previously you use an app and... I did this during the show. Okay. Because <laughs> I panicked and I forgot I didn't write them any down. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking of the Top Gear leaderboard, there's like wet conditions. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, all right. All right, well, we can have last-minute conditions if you want that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll, I'll put bracket, bracket. last L last condition. Yeah, that's fine because yeah. I have got James Matthews in fourth place, and they've got a brackets very hard questions because they were oh, ridiculous, yeah. and yeah, we they, went, they, he would ever forgive me for that. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm gonna have to invest in a board, I think. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. Or oh, should I just write on this blind? 
I think your mum and dad might. Yeah, be. but I'll just roll it up every time I go out. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they come in, they're like, who the hell are all these people on my blinds? <laughs> do I know these people? And do I need to contact them? <laughs> yeah. Eight out of ten, what's he rating their looks? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'd say Mark's a strong nine, easily. No, nine and a half of the hair. Oof. Oof. <laughs> With the hair. Make the a hair. blush. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, you should have seen his hair at the award ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> what happened then? Amazing. Amazing. I get I get a few shocks when I let my hair down. <laughs> I was very jealous. Did you polish up your head, Luke? I did, yeah. Charlotte sort of wax. Charlotte was straight on the turtle wax. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of ceramic wax on it, yeah. <laughs> Extra shiny. I know. Sorry, just I didn't so need an umbrella. Just slide straight off. Exactly right, mate. Exactly right. Anyway, I think we've come to the end of the show. I I have covered everything. Have you covered everything? I have covered everything. Now, Mark, Mark is there anything you would like to say or shout out? Yeah. This is your time. Or ask out. us. No one asks us a question. Do you have a question for us? Well, it's because nobody wants to ask us questions. I know. No, very... Let me give a shout out to everyone who supported us throughout the year. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. 2,700 followers on social media. Nice. Um, we'll publicise this and promote it on our social media platforms for you. Lovely, thank everyone you. who follows us on social media, thank you. I hope what we're doing to try and grow sport, our sport is recognised and we appreciate all the comments and interactions. To all our sponsors and supporters, we wouldn't be half the club without the support that we have. I'm not going to single any one of them out. You know, they're all on our social media pages. Yeah. Each and every one of them, we genuinely appreciate the support. And everyone in paintball, you know, it's we've been through two tough years for people yeah. to still turn out in the numbers that they are. Keep going. Wicked. Um, a push for UK PSF membership. Yes. If you're not a member, why aren't you? If you yeah, are yeah. And, and your friends aren't, Beat them up. Why aren't they? <laughs> Beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I, I challenge every UK PSF member, try and recruit one of your friends who isn't. You know, the UK PSF, I've been around since it started. And the times it's bailed us out is incredible. You know, the work that is done behind the scenes by the guys and girls who are part of the committees, it goes unrecognised. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some great proposals that are coming forward that are really going to take paintball to another level. So I, I'd just like a big shout out to the guys and girls behind the scenes pushing paintball. Keep up the good work. And you guys, it's guys like you promoting the sport and generating content. With the way technology is moving, this is essential. We are we are really big in the paintball community. <laughs> <laughs> you will do. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. We're enjoying it. Um, I don't know why people seem to enjoy listening to us, but I'm flattered because uh, for the past six weeks I've had a really bum voice, but people keep listening. Um, yeah, just you know, keep doing what you're doing, Mark. You're doing a fantastic job with Sad. And it, it shows in the paintball community. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah, you are smashing it, honestly. 
honestly, you're smashing it. And like it I said, like I said at the start of the show, I don't know how you're not bold trying to run that many teams. <laughs> it must be stressful. I would. There's no chance I'm going to go bald. Jesus, <laughs> with this hour. Yeah, mate. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Jesus, literally. Yeah, <laughs> so everyone knows, Mark's just. He just whipped out his hairband. His hair just dropped down. I saw it in slow motion. I'm a bit dazzled. So it's like a it's like a head and shoulders advert. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. But right, let's end it on that. But it. Luke, before we do, just a quick one. Yeah. In the upcoming weeks, me and Luke have a very big announcement for a previous player of the Monarchs that we'd like to say. Oh, but dear. we're um we we'll keep that one down a loop. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a, no, it's that's still Easter egg. If anyone's listened this oh. far, that's still Easter egg for you, right? <laughs> Don't tell your mates because you're not ready for it. But yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll see you later on, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been right, a pleasure. We'll see you later. Ta-ta. Bye-bye.